So this is part two to win your day. Again, live your best life with these practices. This part takes it from about midday until the time you go to bed. So again, implement these practices. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear about it. Enjoy this podcast. Win the day, part two. So we're going to continue from the actually the previous module in terms of what you can do to really create your best day. So we're gonna cover things at work, at home, sleep, and then just your legacy moving forward. So specifically talking about work, you know, I wanna actually hit into posture. It's a, it's a big, big thing. Uh, you know, even uh, the Washington State Department of Labor reviewed over uh, 250 workplace ergonomic case studies and they found that not only regular exercise increased productivity, but it also dramatically reduced strain-related injuries and absenteeism. And so understand that, you know, for many people, work is already stressful enough. It may be very stressful for you. So why spend eight-plus hours in a stress-type position? And you guys know the position I'm talking about. You're, you're hunched over a desk. Your shoulders are rounded forward. Your chin is jutting out putting tremendous strain on the lower back, on the cervical spine, on the neck, and you're just going to create this position that, again, it's, it's a stressful type of position. Think about it. When you actually are in a fetal position, which, you know, your, your knees are tucked into the ground, or your knees are tucked into the chest, you're laying on the ground, and, you know, obviously you're kind of doing this for protection or just because you feel safer, it's, it's because of stress. And so that's kind of exactly what you're mimicking by rounding forward and and putting your your body in these weird positions. And so, you know, the key with this is you got to regularly vary your position from sitting to standing. So think about engaging your core when you're sitting down first and foremost, straighten your back, rotate your pelvis forward and push your chin back to straighten your neck. And this is uncomfortable, I'm sure, at first. But just like with, you know, the training that you're doing at the gym, you got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep repeating it so it becomes more natural. Uh, There's other different types of positions, like if you're sitting on a chair, you can actually bring your feet up on the chair and sit in it, just like you're you're doing like a, a regular full squat. So you're sitting in the chair in a squat position, you know, knees are jutting out, your hands are in between, back is tight. And... Working in that position, you could do kind of like a full lotus position or an Indian style position in the chair. But the key is change your positioning up and making sure that your line from your, basically your hip all the way to the back of the head is is straight. So you don't want to be hunched forward. Stop getting yourself into that stressed position. What you can also do, I mean, so that's all like if you just have a regular chair. You can also just bring in a physio ball, like one of those big bouncy balls that, you know, it's gonna force you to to have better posture just because of its shape and elasticity. So you're gonna have to stand, or you're gonna have to sit straight up because of the, because of the the inherent nature of the ball. So it, it kinda, you know, the straightforward nature of it will make sure that you won't roll around. And 
you know, if you start slouching on the ball, it's just going to be a matter of seconds before you actually fall back. So this is another great way to do it. So you can use a chair, you could go use a ball. But most importantly, what I would recommend is actually having a standing desk. I mean, this is actually super, super key. And I, I, I'm surprised that, you know, it's not more prevalent, especially considering that there's just more and more data that, that supports that you have to stand more often. So when you're standing, again, you do want to make sure that your, your monitor is at eye level. You, this is just to avoid jutting the neck forward. This is so you can just push the neck back, push the chin back, have a nice neutral cervical spine. And then, of course, keep your hips underneath your back. So again, avoid pushing the butt back, avoid the hunch position. And understand that, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. So what you can do for this is just simply start with it and then have a have a high chair that you can kind of sit down but the key is as I, as I mentioned is vary your position regularly from sitting to standing and there's nothing wrong with that it's it's going to be a lot better than sitting in the same position for hours on end so once you do that the next step is just add in regular movement regular movement is simply just you know every 15 minutes you're just getting up you're walking around for five minutes Maybe getting some water, maybe going outside, getting some sun, just just changing up and doing something. So regular movement could even just be while you're in the office, you just simply do push-ups right off at the desk. You could do split squats, you could do lunges, like there's just a ton of different bodyweight movements. You could do jumping jacks for a minute just to get the blood flow going, just to help with your, your thinking, your processing. So there's multiple ways to do this, but again, you know, be mindful of this because what you're doing at work can really have an impact on, on the rest of the day. And sitting will put a tremendous amount of strain on the lower back, on and on the neck, and, and cause all sorts of symptoms such as pain, sciatica, and just issues that's just going to be a lot more challenging when you're in the gym, just because you're just going to feel it more. And so we're going to have to backtrack even more just to get you back to where you're feeling better. So lunch is another aspect of of work meals and so the main thing with with lunch is that you do want to make sure that you are of course eating well and that means protein nutrients fats and what i just call weird foods and weird foods is just simply so that you are expanding the the nutrient content from from your diet so there's an estimated 75% of the world that, that really gets their, their food from just 12 plant and 5 animal species. And so, you know, this, this extreme lack of biodiversity, uh, it doesn't support our bodies in the long term. And it specifically doesn't support our, our, our second brain, which is just our gut lining, our bacteria. And so it's, it's super important to get in what I consider the weird foods, which are the fermented foods, the sea vegetables, the organ meats, etc. Fermented foods simply because that's that's what's going to feed the probiotics. That's going to feed your bacteria. Sea vegetables just because of the nutrient content, and it's just it's also. Uh, well, let me let me backtrack. The fermented foods are the probiotics, and so that's actually going to help proliferate and and double the probiotics that's in your in your body in your stomach. The sea vegetables, just because of the nutrient content, but it also helps feed the probiotics that are 
maybe already there in your stomach or the ones that you're already introducing from other foods. And then organ meats just because, you know, we're, we're not getting the organ meats um, in, in our society traditionally. And it, there's just, it's just rife with minerals and, and protein and just a whole bunch of other things. Uh, gram for gram, it's definitely very nutrient dense. So get in those organ meats as well. And again, I mean, you just want to basically have these just because of the protective and performance enhancing benefits and performance enhancing means the way you think and the way your body moves, the way you perform when you're in the gym, for example. So avoid these highly processed, refined, burn fried, artificial junk type foods and, and really focus on, again, just protein, nutrients, nutrients from vegetables, sea vegetables, healthy fats, and also weird foods. So this is, you know, while you're at work, of course, these are the two main points. Really focus on your posture and really focus on, you know, eating well, whether you, you find a place, you know, that's, that's close by work or whether you bring in your own food. Now, you know, this could be at work, this could be after work, but I just want you to just imagine this, this miracle drug, for example. So... You know, because we're all looking for that magic pill, something that just, just has so much benefit for, 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 you know, so little, more bang for the buck. So what if there was a magical miracle drug that could support your weight loss, increase your muscle tone, could relieve stress, uh, support longer life, better sleep, would help relieve depression, increase brain function? I mean, that sounds pretty amazing. And... If you had this miracle drug, you would definitely want to incorporate this into your optimal day. You know, and, I, and like I said, this could even be before work, during work, after work, it didn't matter. But you definitely want to incorporate this miracle drug into an optimal day so that you win the day and that you feel your best. And it's very simple. This is, the miracle drug is, is exercise. Exercise can do all this and so much more. Of course, that's, that's got to be part of an optimal day. But what about when you get home? You know, what's important when you get home? First, I think connecting with yourself is huge. And so connecting with yourself, this can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And I'm just going to give you certain examples. But here's why I think it's important. I'm just going to paint a picture, tell a little story, kind of go along and visualize with me. So if we broke our bodies down into the trillions of cells that they are, and imagine those cells as our loyal subjects and our conscious mind as a ruler. Think about what kind of ruler would we be? What kind of ruler would I be? Or what kind of ruler would you be? You know, the way I see it, most of society, I think they'd be sadistic tyrants. Uh, they're feeding things to the cells that aren't helpful to their servants. They're feeding things that aren't helpful, low-grade stuff, chastising them for the appearance they're creating. Uh, forcing them into unnatural positions for long periods of time and taking all, all types of drugs to shut them out and to really shut out also what they're trying to communicate with us. So, you know, back, in, back to the module, I mean, understand that, you know, we talk to psychiatrists, we read books, we, we watch Dr. Phil. Uh, we have all types of modalities as a society about restoring healthy relationships with our our parents, our friends, our, you know, our lovers, our, our family. But I think the most dysfunctional relationship we have is with our bodies. 
And, you know, I, I really want to change that. You know, our body is, is all we have and it, it really does has our, it has our back. Everything our body does is for us. And yeah, sometimes it fails, sometimes it kind of disappoints us, but it's, it's really not a matter of, of the body just being faulty. You know, it's going to do its best no matter what. And so the key to restoring your relationship with the body is just basically just learning and listening. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of what I've been talking about in these modules is really just spent on explaining, like, what are the signals that the body's sending and how can we optimize how it's going to feel so that we can translate into just, just a better life in general. And so, you know, when anything isn't happening the way you want it to, I mean, just really ask, what is my body telling me? Because when you have pain, when you have inflammation, when you have bloating, fatigue, everything, it's really just a mode of communication. Your body is sending signals and it's communicating all the time. And whether you're listening or not is really, you know, a different type of matter. But your body's communicating every single time. And, and those messages really do mean quite a bit. So it's a two-way street, though. Like in the same light, we really need to start sending the right signals back to our body. You know, if we want to act like everything is going to be okay, we have to communicate that everything is going to be okay. Not verbally, but emotionally. Because emotions are the way we translate our thoughts to our body. That's, how, that's what our body's going to listen to. That's what our body's going to feel. So when we have, you know, ice cream, we smile, we're laughing, we're celebrating with loved ones, our body's going to respond a lot better than if we, you know, we're eating ice cream uh, alone, watching Netflix, you know, just kind of just feeling depressed or just telling ourselves like how weak-willed we are that we couldn't resist the ice cream or we couldn't eat something else, you know, so understand this if you're going to own your life and you're going to really create the life that you want you have to take responsibility for the relationships in it you know responsibility has been a big key in in this whole series and i would argue that the most important relationship you have is the one you have with your body and so that's where disconnecting with yourself is is, is key Now, as I mentioned, connecting with yourself could mean so many different things, but here was something that I thought was interesting. There was a, an experiment done that a Harvard psychologist had done where she took eight men in their 70s and put them in an environment where everything around them from like the music, the TV, the car, I mean, everything, everything was mimicked uh, to, to include what their life was like two decades earlier. So... You know, the men, they arrived frail, they were on walkers, they were on canes. Uh, but a week later, these, sem these same men were playing, you know, football on the lawn. Uh, you know, they were just, um, just enjoying themselves. And they also scored 63% higher on an intelligence test. Uh, so, I mean, like this, when I, when, I, when I read this, I mean, to me, this is a powerful testament to the power of the mind and, and the fact that youth is really just a state of mind. Uh, and how important playtime is, you know, every, we all work, I, I definitely work too much and, and, and really want to find more time for play. So, you know, if you believe you're too old to play, then you will become too old to play. If you feel like you are young in heart, spirit and belief, you will absolutely stay young in body, mind, spirit, belief, everything. It's, it's just what I talked about. It's, it really all stems with your communication to, to yourself, uh, at all times.
So here are just some examples. I mean, this is just uh, music. I mean, obviously we all have different tastes in music and you know, you could connect by just literally just sitting. I mean, to be honest, I love listening to music and that means like not doing anything else, but actually just listening to it, like sitting and putting on these, these high fidelity headphones and, and just really listen to all the things I could pick up from what the guitarist is doing to the bass player, to the, to the drums. So I like to listen to all these intricate parts of music. I, that's how I, that's one way I like to connect, but maybe it's also playing an instrument. Maybe it's learning an instrument. There's so many different ways to, to approach this. And, and again, I love to engage with that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, music can incorporate different things. So connect with yourself through music. And as I mentioned, through play. Play is, is just phenomenal. And play could mean different things where maybe you just come home and you play with your kids and you really spend time to, to engage with your kids or your grandkids and, and you know just be all in. Not thinking about, oh, what do I have to cook for dinner or what am I going to eat? But actually just being there and just playing all out. It could be playing with pets. You know, that's always a fun one. It could be just simply playing and doing something that you enjoy, whether it's, you know, reading, uh, you know, reading a type of fiction that could be a type of play or or board games, which are which can be fun as well. So all sorts of different ways to play. But again, that's just going to help kind of connect you back with yourself. And just like one thing to understand is like the play is not meant to distract you from yourself. It's meant to connect you with yourself. So, you know, you want to make sure that you do engage with something that, and obviously this is a, a big gray area, but I just want to highlight, make sure you, when you're doing it, are you more present or do you feel like you're distracted? Just keep that in mind. And then of course, you know, when you're at home, connect with others. And this kind of goes into my first point, which is the playing, the music. That could be with yourself, that could be with others, you know, partner, kids, roommates, pets, and connecting with others could look in a different, that could be all sorts of different ways, whether you play with them or whether you just literally just connect and say like, hey, how was your day? Tell me about your wins. Tell me about the highlights of your day. And then, you know, typically after that, you'll have a, a solid dinner, which will be similar to lunch, protein, produce, weird foods, get in the probiotics, get in the fiber. And then we talk about sleep, of course course you want to limit the blue light exposure before bed and so that's you know with all personal handheld and tv electronics so what you can do with the personal handhelds turn on night mode with your computers laptops just get flux and then read like read a read a book read a kindle something that's not going to have all the, the blue light and use that to kind of get yourself relaxed and into uh, a space to fall asleep Blackout curtains are key, especially if you have a lot of ambient light outside. White noise, whether you buy a white noise machine or you have a fan that you turn on that's right next to your bed, white noise to kind of block out all the other uh, ambient noise, whether you live in an apartment building or whether you just have really loud neighbors. So you want to consider all these things for your environment so you're getting better sleep throughout the night. And then of course, more sleep. And I talked about this as you know, actually sleep is not a nightly task. Sometimes we'll just get, you know, awful sleep and then we'll feel all right the next day. But if that continues, then that's going to just drag and drag and drag. So sleep is a weekly task. And the way that, you know, I've been doing more research and just really starting to understand this more is that, 
you know, it's the sleep cycles that matter. Of course, we want to make it, make sure we're getting quality sleep cycles. And it, I mean, the hours don't really matter as much. We want to, and each cycle will usually last about 90 minutes. So if we're waking up constantly throughout the night, you know, but we went to bed at a certain time and got up eight hours later, most likely you're not going to feel that great. But understand, hey, maybe I can get in another sleep cycle later on this, you know, today. So understand, I wouldn't necessarily use hours as a, as a key indicator unless that's really all you have. If you do have fitness wearables, you can actually use those for to uh, you know detecting your sleep cycles. You can even use apps to detect sleep cycles. So optimal for the week is about 35 sleep cycles, which means you're going to be shooting for about five each day. And again, maybe you only got four that night. So see if you can fit one in, you know, as a siesta. So sleep is a weekly task. And, you know, you want to be limiting your caffeine after lunch just so it's not going to affect your sleep that night. You want to turn off your electronics by a certain time. Uh, and you want to shift by 15 minutes each week if you're having some trouble getting enough sleep, getting enough sleep cycles. So that means just 15 minutes, uh, you know, off the front end, on the back end. So you go to sleep a little 15 minutes earlier and you wake up 15 minutes later. You know, something like that. And as I mentioned, naps. And then just to kind of finish on the details, sleeping on your side is definitely the best position for breathing. Not only breathing, but I mean, uh, just for, for, you know, posture as well. So add plants in your room for better air quality. And then, you know, the pillow is key for this. You, you want to maintain your neutral neck position. So that's the one on the far left. And then, you know, then the next two. You don't want the pillow to be too high or too low just because that's going to definitely put some strain into your cervical spine. So you want to make sure you get a pillow that, that can cover that aspect. Now I'm going to shift gears again and talk about I am. And I, you know, I really want to take some time to, to talk about this just because you know, it really does speak volumes as to how you see yourself, whatever comes after the I am. And maybe you feel like I am, you know, um, I'm not good at this. I am, uh, I'm just fat. Uh, I'm not able to lose weight. I mean, literally, like, whatever you consistently say and whatever you believe and whatever you feel is what you're going to create. And, you know, there's, there's really no other way about it. This is, this is your ethos. This is, what you're, this is what, how you're living your life. And so you need to give yourself every advantage when you're pushing up against resistance. And the resistance could be fat loss, for example. So why, 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 why believe or have a belief in I am that's I am fat if you want to lose fat? Clearly, they are diametrically opposed thoughts, ways of being. And so why put yourself at that disadvantage by creating those, those types of thoughts? Again, your body's listening. I mean, it's, it's, it's the most advanced uh, piece of machinery that, that exists in this world. Our bodies, it's incredible. They listen to everything. Every single conscious thought and subconscious thought is, is being communicated to our bodies in different ways. So understand that you, know, you have to create a powerful ethos, a powerful I am to, to really reverse and, and live a life that's, that's worthy of you. 
And to speak on that too is like if you have an I am and I really, really, really want you to notice what you're saying to yourself. So maybe you have an I am like, oh, I am unable to do this or I am not strong or I'm not smart. Like all these kind of things, all this BS that, that you're creating. Really listen to yourself and understand that that's actually not the truth. You know, to be honest, maybe you're feeding yourself these lies because of some experience of, you know, one particular instance when you were a kid where your teacher said, oh, you know, you, you got this wrong, you're not smart. But understand that that's not actually who you are. I mean, we, we are all an amazing type being. And we come into this world with everything that we possibly need for success in life. Uh, I mean, it's just think about, you know, when a baby comes into this world, they, they have a full array of emotions. They can express themselves. And, you know, they... They're just ready to live life. They're, they're very present. They live moment to moment. This is us. That is the truth. We are that. We are incredible. And we have a full array of tools to just be successful. So when you, when you have these other thoughts that you don't, you know, that's simply not going to support you with whatever the goals are, just understand like, all right, listen, take a step back. Think, where is this really coming from? And is that really the truth? Or did I just make that thought up because of a certain experience? And how can I actually prove to myself that that's not true? You know, I've shared my I am before. I am a superhero. I love this one. And I even had myself created, for example. And I mean, this just embodies so much for me. Uh, and just to really quickly talk about it. I mean, superheroes, they're not perfect beings by any, by any means. They have their, their character flaws and so on. But what I do love about superheroes and why I've always been fascinated by them is that they are just willing to put themselves out there. They are, are always doing the best they can. Uh, they, they're always looking to, to contribute positively. And, you know, they, they don't always have the answers. I mean, they're, they're always working through whatever the solutions are. I mean, they're just very resilient beings. So, you know, I, I like to use this I am and I like to pull on it on, at different aspects. You know, this is something that, just like with fitness, it's a daily thing. You got to keep working with it every single day and, and really, you know, not only, not only communicate it to yourself, but also feel it. You know, like I said, emotions are the turbocharger of change. You know, communicate that I am to yourself, whether you say it, whether you write it, doesn't matter how you do it, but just, or whether you think it, but also feel it. And then look for examples in your life that back that up. You know, I'm not, I'm not delusional. It's not like I'll say I'm a superhero and then I go jump off a building thinking that that's going to do something. It's just like, all right, did I, did I create a positive impact in somebody's life today? Great. I'm a superhero. I'm backing that up with my I am. So again, there's three parts to this. First, you want to create it. Make sure it's a powerful, empowering one, one that you deserve. So create it. Then really make sure that you resonate with it, that you feel it. And then the last part is every single day, this is the way to work with it. Look for examples to back up your I am statement. And, you know, I could keep going on and on about this. This is huge. And this is really why I'm leaving off. And I want to save this for the last part. I mean, this is this is what I want you to continue with. If, if nothing else, do this. In the whole challenge, if nothing else, do this. And, and understand that. I mean, it's, it's all about legacy. That's why I leave you off with that I am, is to be of service, you have to be fit for service. 
you know, and it's, it's, it's a reason why, you know, when you're on the airplane, they tell you to put on your own oxygen, oxygen mask first before assisting anybody else in case of emergency. You know, you need to be strong and vital to be of any use for other people. So you can never really fully support and love others until you know how to support and love yourself. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Uh, that's the whole point of this whole challenge. Another example is a leaky cup can't effectively serve water. You can't give water if you have holes all over your cup. You know, it's just going to leak through and no one's going to benefit. And then the last thing, you know, everything speaks. And this is in terms of legacy. Everything you do, say, act, it speaks. You can be the living proof to others of what is possible. By winning the day, taking control of your life, you can lead by example. Because all around you, all around us, right now, there's people that are, that are looking at you. Uh, maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your kids, well, if you have kids, grandkids. But you definitely certainly have friends, coworkers, and maybe even some strangers on social media. But the truth is, is that we all look for signs that somebody knows what's going on out there and that something better is possible. And you can absolutely be that sign, that someone that people are looking to, to know that something is better. You can be the one that they point to. Because again, you aren't just winning the day for yourself, you're winning the day for everyone else you know. You could be, the again, that shining example where you inspire and, and really do create a positive impact, a positive shift in the way that somebody does things or communicates to others. And I just want to leave you off with one of my favorite quotes. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. <laughs>